함께 God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that we can come around you, your spirit, your presence. We thank you, God, that every word that we share from your word has life. We thank you that it has creative power in our lives. Your word spoke this world into being, and we get the opportunity to release your word, God. You gave us the ability to release your word in and through our lives, God. And we, we understand it never, ever, ever returns void. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said, Amen. Why don't we give the Lord a hand? And you may be seated. So, so good to have you here with us today. Who's excited to be here? Oh, that's, that was good. Vision Sunday for us is not necessarily about coming up with a, a new vision because we've got a vision for our church. For me, it's about putting some focus on what we want to see happen this year and and what we believe God's theme is for this year. Amen? Who believes that God has a purpose for this year? Amen? I believe he's, he, he understands what he's doing. And for me as a pastor, it's been quite amazing over the years to really feel something stirred in the Holy Spirit, a message or something for the year, and then to go out and connect with other pastors and find that that's actually the same theme, maybe interpreted slightly differently, but it's right across the earth. And you go somewhere and you think, you know, this is what God's been saying. They go, oh, well, this is what God's been saying to us as well. Think of that, eh? The Holy Spirit. He's working in and through His church. Amen? So it's a combination today of just hearing about the theme, but also hearing from some of our department heads and just hearing their heart of anything and uh, what they've got in store. So we're going to get into that. But first... Let me just uh, talk about the theme that I think for this year that's on my heart. And I've been thinking about this uh, I, well and truly coming into this year. And I believe that what's on my heart is, is the theme is faith community. Everyone say faith and everyone say community. I think it's knowing the power in a faith community. Understanding that, as we just sang, we're not s slaves to fear, but we're a child of God. The only reason that makes you not a slave to fear is the fact that you are a child of God. Amen? And I think for us to understand that word community, let me just give you the definition from the dictionary on the word community. It says the people living in one particular era, area, sorry, or people who are considered as a unit because of their common interests, slash beliefs, social groups, or nationality. That's the definition of the word community. And I believe in this day and age, that word community has been redefined. Um, I have a pet hate of social media and, 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 and cyber community because I actually think it undermines 
the real intent behind community. Amen? I believe it's a counterfeit. I, I believe it's useful and it's able to be used and we use it. I use it um, sparingly. I use it re reluctantly quite often. Um, but the reality is, uh, you know, there are cyber Facebook communities, but the rea I wouldn't use that word Facebook and community or, or whatever social media platform you're talking about. I wouldn't use the two together. I would just, they're not what God intended, amen? They're not the same thing. Even though they're becoming more prevalent and becoming greater and bigger, and I'm not attacking Facebook, I have it. I have a mild attachment, a very, very mild attachment to Twitter, probably less to anything else. And, uh, yeah, I use Facebook to, to get out a Christmas message or something else or, you know, shout out something. But I don't sit there staring into it all day thinking that that's the community that I'm, I'm doing life with. Amen? Thank goodness. Because <laughs> I don't know. I've got, I, I, don't, I haven't looked for followers, but I think I've got over maybe 1,500 or something a part of my community and uh, apparently, um, and I know very little about most of them. <laughs> Amen? So, I love this though. This is from a, a doctor, a professor in America. And, uh, and she wrote, as human beings, we need a sense of belonging. And that sense of belonging is what connects us to the many relationships we develop. Communities are also rich and resources. That is where their collective aspect comes into play. So even psychology out there understands and comes to the understanding that we need community. It's something that we are created for. And I believe that right across the world that our community of faith is probably needed more now than it ever has been. Amen? And I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to attack social media again, but I, I do think that in a lot of ways it's just trying to replicate or take over that area of community and, and try and deceive people into thinking that that is the community they have. And, uh, and we know, we know statistically right across and it's common now right across the earth that mental health is on the increase, not the decline. And a lot of people do know that uh, social media has actually got its own brand of issues that it brings into people's lives. A lot of anxiety and fear is being driven from um, online communities instead of doing the opposite. Amen? And that's not what God intended. So let's look at what God's intent for us, for community. Because I believe that our community has some very, very strong definitions in the Word of God. And if you look at the Word of God, you realize that community is something that God has built us to be surrounded by and in the center of. So the first thing I'm going to look at is our commandment as a faith community. Let's go to John chapter 13, verse 34 to 35. Have you got your Bible? We've got it up behind there, and let's read it. As uh, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. 
Isn't it interesting that how God defines the borders of us as believers and our faith community, he defines it by the way that we love each other. I want to talk into what our community is about. This faith community, and I think when you you start to hear from the Word of God what He intended for community, then you'll start to realize what isn't community, what a faith community isn't. It is interesting to, to note that we as a church or a a faith community aren't defined by the, the messages that we preach or the songs that we sing. Jesus didn't say, the world will know that you are my disciples if you podcast your sermons and your songs are sung by the majority of the Christians. He didn't say that, did he? Or he didn't even say, by the largeness of your large buildings and the tallness of your steeples or the expanses of your large structures, the world will know that you are my disciples. Did he say that? Isn't it interesting to think that God actually defines faith community by the love that we have for each other? Come on. Isn't that awesome? Awesome? Awesome, but challenging. And just a side note on social media, since I'm just kicking, kicking it around today, that's why you'll never see me attack another Christian on social media. Because the only person I think that gets hurt when you do that is Jesus. <laughs> True? Not the other Christian. They cope. The church just gets belittled. People just go, look at these Christians. Having a go at each other, airing our doctrinal differences or whatever, on social media, out there in the public, you won't. You scroll through, scroll through all my Facebook posts, and I haven't even created an alias post to say what I really think. <laughs> I was talking to a pastor, and they said, "Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't post what I really think on my own. I, I've created an alias." And I'm like, <laughs> "I haven't even done that." Why? Because in the end, I think it's Christ that gets represented badly. Amen? You think of that. That's the intent. That's how Jesus defines the borders of our, our community. He said, the world will know that you are my disciples by the way you treat each other. Wow. There it is. I think it's one of the greatest challenges to the church is how we treat each other. True? In my 20-something years, 26 years, by the way, this week, being married to this amazing woman. And she's being married to this amazing guy. Feel free to (laughs) reciprocate. Um, Sorry, I got completely distracted by her beauty. Sidetracked. Still sidetracked. It was many years ago as well. But I I just believe that how we treat each other, for me as a pastor, the many, many years that I've been pastoring, leading a church or being a pastor, for years at Hillsong and then with, with Inspire with John McMartin, the greatest challenge to the church is how people treated each other inside the church. 
It was never from the outside. It was never even media. It just used to make the church on the inside lock horns and join together. And, you know, when there was a bad, even when I was at Hillsong Days and there was the media attacking the church, we just got all fired up. We all came together and we were all happy. But it was the attacking of each other inside the church was always the challenge. Amen? So I believe the greatest I believe the greatest display of beauty I've seen in the 20 odd years that I've been in church is seeing how the church treats each other. The greatest display for me of beauty in the church is when a community comes together, a community of faith and supports each other and does things for each other and loves and that words of encouragement when you just see them going out of their way and, and doing incredible things. And just for a moment, when we pause and we think about this year, and we think about the bushfires, and we think about all the hardship and all, the, all the, the horribleness, I tell you the beauty that you keep hearing come out of it is when communities came together to help each other. Amen? Story after story of a mate fighting for his friend's home or or someone opening their house because some some visitor to that area is trapped and making meals for a whole family that they wouldn't normally do and and people generously going into like i witnessed someone walk into a cafe give the cafe owner a thousand dollars because they knew that they were challenged in this bushfire and they walked out again you see beauty in community i've seen incredible things even this brag on jerry and ann and co moving someone's house yesterday in very large heat. I think my wife was involved as well. Where's Jerry? Probably lost about four kilos. Just That's church community. It's no big deal. It's church community. Helping people. Amen? There's the beauty of it. So I believe it's something that our challenge, I tell you, the challenge out of that first passage there is, are you a part of the community? There is no room when Jesus says, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this we'll know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Well, you can, the only way you can have love for one another is if you're actually in the community who knows you and then you can love them and they can love you and there's relationship and there's commitment because love in the Word of God is not a, just a feeling, it's a commitment. Amen? So if you're not part of that if you can't say that if you can't then then friend you're not part of a faith community you might be part of an online faith community we won't kick it that anymore but the reality is to be a part of a community people got to know you ephesians 4 goes a lot further it says knitted and fitted amen it talks about how we as a community are knitted and fitted together The second area that defines this word community from the Word of God, this phrase, community, and how we know we're a part of it, is from Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 to 25. I love this passage. It's brilliant. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holy, holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil, that is his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near 
with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Verse 24, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. I believe a faith community is first of all defined by the fact that you know that Jesus is the reason for our community. Nothing else. It's not about just being blessed. It's not about just having um, a, an alternative place to go to. This verse 19 all the way to down to 23 talks about a relationship. Therefore, brother, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, the only reason you could get from the Old Testament into the, into the holiest holies is if you were purified. And the only way to do that as a new covenant believer is to accept what Christ and Christ, there was a veil between the holiest. And now Jesus says by his blood, he is the flesh. He is that veil and we can only walk through into our eternity and enter this faith community through Jesus Christ. No other alternative. So we've actually got to be quite strong on that. Amen? You're not really a part of Christ's faith community until you've entered through that veil. It's all there. And it goes on and on, and it talks about how we've been sprinkled and we've been washed, which means our consciences uh, from the past hurts. We're, we're a new creation, it says. We're new. We've got a hope, a new and living hope. Our bodies washed with pure water. All of that is about the gospel message. That is our, the uniqueness of this community. And there's always got to be a doorway to this community. And the doorway has to be the gospel. And people have to understand that the doorway is coming into a relationship through Christ. That's the only way. The church can't be so blurred so that it doesn't happen. Amen? We've got to let people know because this faith community is, the only thing that empowers it is this relationship with Christ that we have. And we do life together. Amen? Who agrees with me in this place? And I love that first part, the last part, verse 24. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another so much more as you see the day approaching. Do you know what? I, I honestly do believe that our faith community is going to be a challenge and it's becoming a challenge in the future. Do you agree? This world is trying to attack what we call, they want to blur what a faith community is. They want us to actually not accept everything Christ says and everything he says and all that he says salvation is. It's like, oh, really? He doesn't have to be the way. He can just be one way. Can't you just be a church that accepts always? I actually believe, I, I believe that community of gathering together is the ideology of that has been attacked, simply. And we need to stand in it and understand what it is. Amen? And there is going to come a time where you're going to have to lock arms. It says it here. It says, and exhorting one another so much more as the day approaching. And who thinks the day may be approaching? I don't have any prophecies, so don't get worried. 
the end of the times is not coming yet. But the reality is there's going to be an attack on that community. So what can we do to help? And I love this last final greeting. It says here in John, the Apostle John, in 3 John chapter 1, verse 13 to 14, he says, a farewell greeting. He says, I have had many, I had many things to write, but I do not wish to write to you with pen and ink. But I hope to see you shortly, and we shall speak face to face. You know what? The greatest thing you can do for this faith community to, to enter into this this year is actually have a desire for it. Come on. You have to have a desire for it above your busyness. And I'm talking about your kids. I'm talking about your youth, bringing them to community, your kids to community, yourself to community, committing yourself to the, to the parameters of how God designed it. And you need to have a desire for it. Open above your busyness. Come on. Over and above, maybe some of the other distractions, Netflix, I don't know what other things are out there, but realizing that it's important. This year, we're going to create more opportunities for community. You're going to hear in a couple of weeks' time about life groups from Ann and Jerry. You're going to hear our heart for them, but the leadership program is a faith community. I want to teach people. I want to pour into what people have poured into me. I want to pour into other people and see them grow and their personal, their personal leadership and their experience of the Holy Spirit. And so we're doing, going to do that, and we're going to obviously create a community as we do that. We're looking, uh, we're looking at this year at a volunteers retreat. Going away for a day or in a night or something like that to get together and just really allowing community and the presence of God to be there, and also helping to connect um, us through interests. Sometimes we just got to do some stuff together, and we can invite other people into our community. Who likes to play golf? Raise your hand. Two people, three people, four people, five people. Do I hear six? Six people. <laughs> Who likes to play tennis? Off the back of the Australian Open, everyone likes to play tennis. They don't. Who likes tennis? Who likes board games? Look at that. Why don't you get together and just hang out and talk? And there's so many guys. Who likes creative dance? Tony Troposky is going to be leading that on a Wednesday night. Every Wednesday night, creative dance. Plus choir. He's doing a lot this year. Um, songwriting. Amen. Plenty of initiatives. You know, I, my, my heart this year is what we've got is important. Your faith and the community that we've built around our faith in Christ is absolutely vital. Would you agree? And there is no, there, is, there are counterfeits out there, but there is nothing like getting around the Word of God. You can go somewhere, but if you're going somewhere that isn't sharing around the Word of God, it's going to be completely different. Amen. I'm going to jump up right now. I'm going to ask our first person to jump up on stage. And we're going to hear from some of our departments and their heart 